What's up, everybody? You're listening to Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I am Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. The tyrant Jason Lee is uh, not in the building, but we're holding it down for him. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we love you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up, your boy Giovanni? Hola. I you, can't get it today, man. I know. You. I, I think I saw you on a stage last night. A yeah. little stage called the BET Awards. Hey, man. God is good. Okay. Well, we'll get into that Talk a little bit that. later. Yes. Well, we got, we'll got. we do that after we introduce our guests. We have got uh, <clears throat> Zoe Williams here from the Zoe Williams Show here hey, at Dash up, Radio. Zoe? Thank Welcome you. Welcome back again, man. Yeah. Thank friend you. of the show. Great personal friend of mine. Appreciate it. Oh, I just love you the so much. The viewers loved you, Thank man. You. So we're, we're happy that you're back. Oh, man. I appreciate coming back, man. Thank My you man. for inviting me. Absolutely. And today we have a very distinguished guest you know we like to class up the joint every once in a while so we've got we've got Bakari Sellers Bakari yeah and I wanted to ask you like what are your favorite you know identifiers because here's here's the identifiers I have on my on my cheat sheet right American politician and attorney. <laughs> That's crazy. Somebody, wow. Somebody's been hanging out on Wikipedia. That's what that is. That, wow. And, and, and that is our researcher, Kelvin. Kelvin, I'm going to get your motherfucking ass. No. And he's black. Uh, no, I, I was in the South Good. Carolina State House of Representatives for eight years. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was the youngest black elected official in the country. I ran for lieutenant governor in 2014. And talk that talk. Now I'm an uh, attorney and political commentator on CNN. What so. type nice. of attorney, though? Criminal? You got issues? Call me. Shit. <laughs> Hysterical. <laughs> Let do the, you price, know. the price goes up on the West Coast, though. Hey, that's okay, man. As long as you keep my problems. ass from behind them bars. Yeah, no, I, I do everything but family law. I always tell wow. people that domestic stuff, nobody wins but the lawyer, so I can't. That's mm. true. Damn. That's true. Yeah. Where have you, where are you legally allowed to practice law? Well, I mean, we can, we usually work with other attorneys in various states, but mm-hmm. we work in Georgia. We work in, of course, South Carolina, North Carolina, New York, Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we can travel if need be. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we need to come out here to Cali. Well, it's not like somebody got to have a budget to hire you. No, I need a budget now. Mm-hmm. I got to no, pay student no, loans back. got to oh, do that. <laughs> not, this ain't free. I know. <laughs> not cheap either. But you were on the BET Award stage, so. Man, that ain't, that was, that was a little, just a little speckle of sand. That's the grain of sand thrown on the beach. Bro. Well, with one rock star, it's a huge wave across that the country. That was deep, so. man. You know, that was like my third or fourth. <laughs> no, that was actually my fifth rodeo on the BT Awards. But I had a great, great time. Thank you to Hi-Hat and thank you to Tyrell Washington Trainer for um, asking me to be a part of a what the viewers are saying, the best performance of the night. Meek Mill. Meek Mill Meek featuring Mill. Miguel. Yes, um, uh, Stay, stay Woke. woke. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just fun bringing that, vi- that song to life. Yeah, you know? I didn't know if you were going to make it today. I was you were sounding like you were day. like deaths, death. <laughs> that visual was up. dope. I don't yeah. know. I, I appreciated uh, boot up though because I, I, <laughs> I she needed the whole stage. But I, I, I go what? in on boot I, up though. The, the thing about that song, that song people don't know is like two years old, but it just blew up. And I hate that she didn't get on that bigger stage. She needed but she's the bigger a new stage. face. You know, shout out to yeah. DJ Mustard. That's his artist. And um, oh really? They cut her off. Because of Jamie Foxx's old ass. Oh, really? Okay, well, this show's about to go viral. Um, well, no, I love Jamie. Then. I'm trying to get invited to the next house party. So, Jamie, if, what's up? How you? I can come what's out up? There. How are you? I think, I, think we might, I think we might be able to arrange that. Oh, that's a breeze. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so sure. let me just jump right in and ask. Um, I'm going to go off of the cheat sheet because I'm going to need you to explain some things to us. <laughs> I do my best. It's Yeah, so it said you, were, you represented South Carolina's 90th district in the lower house of the state legislature from 2006 to 2014. That is a no mouthful. What, 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 <laughs> and so I, I listen, so and I I'm my highly guy intelligent. The... I'm like, what does all that <laughs> so mean? So basically, in, in most state legislat- 
late tours, mm-hmm. you ha- or late chairs, you have a house and a Senate, and they always refer to the house as the lower house. So okay. I was in the House of Representatives. I wasn't in the state Senate. And so, um, you know, like injunction, junction, how a bill becomes a law, you dream up something, it goes through subcommittee all the way around through the house and then back through the Senate and hopefully at the governor's desk. And so, um, you know, one of the things that the, the way that I transitioned from being in the South Carolina state house to being on CNN after I lost my election for Lieutenant governor, um, being a Democrat in the South is very difficult. Being a black young Democrat in the South is even more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, was I was working with one of my good friends, Clemente Pinckney on various issues, expanding Medicaid, taking the Confederate flag down. Mm. And as many of you all know, Clem was one of the nine people. He was actually the pastor of Mother Emanuel AME Church. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the nine people gunned down by Dylan Roof. Mm-hmm. So nice. you always, you always, uh, to kind of fill this circle, you always have to be prepared for your opportunities, just as you were last night. Uh, my opportunity was born out of tragedy. And so um, when CNN call, they call me from a private number. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, I always tell people if somebody calls you from a private number, it's one of two people. It's either somebody very important or it's a student loan company calling you. I was going to say, it's a bill collector. Trying to find you. We're going to find you. So I I picked up and, um, you know, my life has been a blessing ever since. Okay, so let's talk about that. You know, a lot of people, you know, reference tragedy. um, It's like a bookmark in all of our lives. You know, uh, for me, 9-11 bookmarked my first year to the day that I moved to the U.S., you know, and, uh, you know, when my anniversary was marked by tragedy and, you know, I had all my Canadian friends and family saying, are you coming home now? I'm like, they're going to have to bomb my house for me to leave the States. It's not happening. I'm not coming back to Toronto. It's like a book I read a long time ago. Chapter closed. (laughs) What was it like being, you know, uh, a citizen, like growing up in South Carolina, the church was like one of the most, you know. One of the Otis Amy churches in the the, the country. I mean, that church has been going, it it went through so much. I mean, it was burned down. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had underground churches for a long period of time. It would rise like the Phoenix always. And the church is doing extremely well now. Mm -hmm. When I'm in Charleston, when you guys are in Charleston, South Carolina, I'd suggest that all of you all go to Charleston, 60% of all of our people came in bondage through Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. It's a good place to be and see. Um, but you know, for me, when that incident occurred, it wasn't necessarily a chapter closed because I now have to live for all of those people mm-hmm. and now have to speak for all of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, when my father was in the civil rights movement, he would carry a picture of, uh, Emmett Till in his wallet. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I just, you know, uh, Jennifer Pinkney, Clem's wife, he has two little girls. We have to, I have to be an example and, mm-hmm. and do those things necessary. So it's not necessarily a chapter closed. It's, it's one that's always living and breathing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay, so as a Democrat, is the term snowflake usually applied to Democrats or people who are, you know, or liberals or whatever the case is? I mean, that's what, it would be I mean, it's, it's ironic because that's what, that's what Trump calls us, but. How can, how, I, it's I'm funny. blocked by Trump, I was, though, so I mean, I, I'm not, I'm what, not on Instagram? Snowf- I was going to say. Trump ain't got no, he'd be in trouble on Instagram. <laughs> he Wait, blocked you on Instagram? He blocked you? <laughs> he blocked me on Twitter, yeah. Wow. So, can you imagine the DMs Trump sliding in on Instagram, though? <laughs> I, I, I actually, my wife gets on me all the time because for, Instagram, if you don't know how to use it, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I didn't know for a long period of time that other people could see the pictures you were liking. Oh. Yeah. That's how 90% of these brothers get caught up. So my wife was like, why you, Here we go. I mean, um, Here we go. why you so, liking manifesting yeah. Mary's pictures? <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then I realized that I, I'm doing way too much when mm-hmm. you got to, when you open up Instagram and then you got to hide it. Cause yeah. you know, right. at a certain time, like World Star just loses his mind. Mm. <laughs> they, they just lose their complete mind on Instagram. And so, uh, no, he blocked me on Twitter. 
And I, I had the opportunity to meet the, the current president once. We were in Manchester, New Hampshire. And the current had, president. I like that. Title. I mean, I, that's what he is. I mean, I, he is the president America deserves. Yeah. And so uh, we'll deal with that when that's, the time comes. Yeah, wow, that's, that's a heavy statement. Damn. It really, Jeez. it really. Okay, so, but so wait, sick. but wait. Take off from the free throw line then. <laughs> Why don't you? With a blindfold on. on. <laughs> like, jeez. But what, what, was the, what <laughs> led to him blocking you? Like, was it a succession? I have no of, idea. It was, I, he, I mean, he's a snowflake. Melania probably thought you was attractive. What did you say to him? I have no idea. You know, for me, I just, I like to be honest and truthful. I like to hold, I always tell people I like to hold my people accountable first because then I can hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. And if I can't talk about black folk the way I want to talk about black folk, then right. I can't talk about them. And apparently he, you know, he got in his feelings about something. Can I just ask you this question? Sure. As a black Republican. I'm not a no, Republican. No, no, he's a Democrat. Sorry. He's a that, Democrat? Yeah, yeah, that, that rumor okay. got started on, and it was yeah, a bad... Don't just, I was about, to, yeah, oh, I was about to come for him. Man. <laughs> yeah, I was... No. So you're not a Republican. No, I no. served as a Democrat. I was okay, born... Good. I'm, I, yeah. Okay, good. Ooh, I was about to come for the guillotine. <laughs> yeah, I know. You were waiting. You, t- you, uh, you teased that. He more than woke. He, some people, are, some people are too woke though. Some people need to take a nap. Is there such thing as too woke? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So no, you're a little too woke. I would like to no, hear he's this. No, no, no. I'm interested in the philosophy. They're, okay. There are people who attempt to find. There, there are people who attempt to judge your blackness at every single oh, step. Yeah. Yes. Well, wherever there's judgment, there's sleep. There's no wokeness in judgment. Mm-hmm. Listen, the maybe shit you we're just talking past each like other. Too yeah, woke. I think maybe we're saying the same thing. It just happened. Yeah. We agree. We're passing in the night. We're good. He he just needed, yeah, he just needed an explanation as to what does too woke mean. But that's pretty much. I'm good now. That's that's pretty much it. Okay. Okay, So you are the son of Gwendolyn Sellers and uh, civil rights activist and professor Cleveland Sellers. Correct. So Mm. I was going to ask, how does this calm down? Just just put the paper down. That's huge. It's line two. Right there. It is. I did read that too. Bakari. Yeah. Over here. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was huge. going to ask, how does a young black boy from South Carolina aspire to get into the world of politics? But I mean, that kind of makes a little bit more sense. What was mm. it? What was it like growing up with a civil rights activist and a, and a university professor as a father? And so my mom was a university professor as well mm. as my dad. My oh, dad wow. ended okay. up becoming president of a college. But, nice. you know, they kind of instilled in us this insatiable desire to learn as much as possible. Okay. So you were always on this journey just to to be. Mm-hmm. And my my parents always would say, you can go to any college as an undergrad. We'll pay for it huh. as long as it's an HBCU. Mm-hmm. Of course. So there was uh, always a catch. You know, you could go. And they expected us to go to graduate school and, yeah. and all mm-hmm. of that other stuff. But my father was um, the, the civil rights activist part of this. My father um, went to Howard University. Mm-hmm. He befriend, his best friend um, was a young man named Stokely Carmichael. Mm-hmm. Stokely, Stokely graduated from Howard, convinced my father to drop out of school. Uh, my father joined SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, and was, um, was there when it was founded. Mm-hmm. He went to Philadelphia, Mississippi to search for the bodies of Goodman, Turner, and Cheney mm-hmm. during Freedom Summer. Uh, he was involved in the most deadly civil rights demonstration this country's ever seen. Wow. Uh, February 8th, 1968, three students were killed at South Carolina State, Henry Smith, Samuel Hammond, and Delano Middleton. Mm-hmm. 28 were wounded. My father was wounded. Mm-hmm. All nine officers who fired shots into the group of students were tried. They were all found not guilty. They actually mm. identified my father when he was shot in the hospital, arrested him, denied his bond, housed him on death row while they denied his bond. Uh, they deemed him to be an outside agitator. He was mm. charged, tried, 
it was a jury of 10 whites and two blacks oh. and he was uh, convicted. Jesus. And I always tell people, my father is the first and only one man riot in the history of this country. He was charged, tried and convicted of rioting, oh. sentenced to a year. He was originally looking at 75 years in prison. Mm-hmm. That and, sounds um, about right. And he ended sounds up. Sounds about white. Yeah. <laughs> he got, the irony is that a, this is going to fl- blow, blow many people's minds, but the irony is that a democratic governor, mm-hmm. uh, Bob McNair in South Carolina at the time, put him in jail. And a Republican governor, Carol Campbell, in the early 90s actually pardoned my father. And so what I tell people is my father's sacrifice, being shot, being imprisoned. um, He'll tell you the greatest sacrifice was being in jail while my sister was born. Mm -hmm. Her middle name is Abedame. It's Swahili. It means born while father's away. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just, you know, we live our life aspiring to be a part of something larger than we are. Your household sounds really cerebral. Yeah, I want to come and eat dinner there, man. So on this is how what? crazy it is on Friday. You're welcome. So on Friday you got it. On Friday we eat spaghetti and fried fish. It just sounds like during the summers my mom cooks chili and cornbread. I'm you serious? Chili oh, yeah. and cornbread. See, that's and the, we got an open door policy. Movement. When you when it's just when you the, from what you're talking about your 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 past and your family is just that's just this. So I can imagine other stories and other things to learn like so just eating dinner at your house with your mom and dad, sister and you, that's a good time. Yeah, I mean, we just, I mean, we talk about life. My, you know, whenever the, when when Clem was shot that night, I found out I was actually at a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. um, three years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like three years ago, mm-hmm. this past, uh, three years ago, a week, 10 days ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, this happened and I called my dad and my dad, you know, we, we talked about the fact that we are having many of the same shared experiences. My father. I was going to ask that. So your father is still with us. Yeah. 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 Okay. And yeah. so what is your father's perspective on the fact that it seems like history is just repeating itself. Now we just have cell phones and cameras at every turn to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, see what's actually happening that really not much has changed. I mean, like, how does that, how would that feel to somebody who, you know, marched for civil rights in the sixties to see that, Change. We 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 yeah. seem to have not taken one step forward and maybe two steps back. Or what's I mean, his perspective? He, he, it's interesting because he now leaves this race up to us. Mm-hmm. You know, my father and many people in his generation they've run as fast right. and as hard as they can. Does he right. think that we're doing a good job though? My, oh yeah. So really? my father, my father's the guy who in Baton Rouge, uh, for example, after Alton Sterling was killed, uh-huh. yeah. my father's the guy who who'll call and be like, "Hey, this is what you need to do, Bakari. Call all your friends in Black Lives Matter." And tell them, please stop protesting at night. He said, because people will do under the cover of darkness right. what they would not do during the day. Mm-hmm. He was like, we lost yeah. so many people at night right. that just went missing and disappearing. And we thought they would be at the jail and we don't know where they are. Right. So for their safety, because he would never, he doesn't criticize the protest or how met, he loves it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but he he, he just is concerned for everybody's no, safety. And he'll yeah. teach you about different protest tactics because right. he lived it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he but did you, it. You know, Bakari, your father being a part of, you know, the civil rights movement and, and SNCC and all of that, for some, you would think he seeing all of this change, this radical change from the time he got, you know, active and involved till now, you would think someone who's seen as much as he's seen would be cynical with regards to the political process. But, but the, I, I want to know what his the thought process is. The crazy part is he's seen it before. Mm-hmm. Like people think that Donald Trump is new. Right. Like I prefer to, but Donald Trump ain't new. Donald Trump is like George Wallace, like 2.0. Like they've seen the bull, they've seen Bull Connor like roll out and and spray young people with, with, they've seen the dogs, they've seen the fire hoses. This, this is not new. And they've seen America grow out of it. But is abuse of 
you know, his abuse of his, you know, social media to, you know, promote propaganda and lies, I mean, outright sound, lies. Yeah, are you talking about Richard Nixon or Donald Trump? See, it just it's at least the Richard same Nixon. Thing. It's the same exactly. Thing. At least exactly. Richard Nixon faced retribution for that shit. I'm still waiting for well, the impeachment. There, there has to become a, a time. Let me just say this politely because this this footage lasts forever. That mm-hmm. Republicans will have to display some testicular fortitude. I'm um, using that. that. I don't yeah, know how I'm going to use that. No, that's not for you. This, that ba- that that's basically. on this side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Over finish your statement, sir. Overrated fortitude is for you. I have figured it both. So Fallopian fortitude. <laughs> so there's going to become a time when, when they're going to have to display that. And we'll, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they, I, I feel I, we would not be having the conversations we're having today if Hillary Clinton was president. Let and me ask you I about. I don't know. I don't. I concur with you, Zoe. I no, know. I think I think that the conversations, the heightened conversations we're having about race right now, mm-hmm. we we would not be we would be in a level of comfortability if Hillary Clinton was. President. I agree with you. I wholeheartedly oh. agree with him. I think that we would be having. I, I think the the both both genders would be at war with each other. That's what I think would be happening if Hillary Clinton mm. was. In, well, I will tell office. you this: that black men. I'm not speaking for all of us here, but black men are are some of the most misogynistic people on the planet. Wow. Thank you. You know what? Uh, Let me tell you something. I don't know. I, I'm pitching that to you, though. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> listen, when you when you talk about black men in America, you have to understand most black men in America, especially the ones that are that are considered successful, you can't really be successful unless you capitulate to some degree to the overall system. I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I, I definitely agree with that. 100%. Wait, well, you said it because so you right. would agree I with I definitely agree with that. But I, I, I just think you can't. I think black men in America don't have a narrative that they write themselves. Now that's I, that, that I agree. Capitulation with. is a very weak-minded but, ideal, but but I, the narrative we writing ourselves is actually very true. I mean, yeah, the, the, I mean, we history don't, is very history is an amazing word because you know for us is it's not history; it's, it's written a, by somebody else. Exactly, and it's a fable history. that we've all kind of and like. That's, so, that's not because we capitulate. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's well, you you kind of gotta capitulate. Okay, it's hold a goal on one second to get here. Along. Okay, wait, wait, all, I wait. Pitch, I was about to say. Yeah, I, I hit was... you with insatiable earlier. Just I, I, just I like insatiable. I yeah, can three niggas. Okay, listen. Can we listen? Can we all agree that one, two, not you, three, three are some loquacious motherfuckers? Okay, <laughs> <A> loquacious. <laughs> but literally, Why we are you like that? Hold on, because he knows. You got a big. You okay, so what I want out of all the biggest word I know is gallivant, but. Out okay, of you all go the people outside. at the table last night, who was at the BT Awards? Raise your hand. <laughs> and who was? But no, no, no. Who was a part of the singular most important statement for black oh. people in the last twenty four hours? Raise your hand. Damn, that was deep. So I mean, regardless you, of what bro. we say, what I'm Thank with you. you for building me up and yeah. not breaking me down. It's all, I'm right here. Melissa break breaks you me. down every time she gets a chance. But I it's am fine. not a wordy person. <laughs> you don't have to be. Is one of the most intuitive. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Two times. Ooh. Okay. Smartest people I've met in my Touché. Just next time, don't put most in smartest. Just <laughs> don't do that. Don't. <laughs> then he's going to attack him on the grammar. <laughs> then he's he going to ding him on the grammar. Don't do that. I'm just going to. Because I'm like, I'm like, oh, we're like, Wow. What the hell does that be? So that's the, you know what, what, you, what we're talking about, though, is that we that's have funny. to be able to, we have to be able to message to our people mm. right and we have to meet people where they are and for a long period of time democrats especially i, I could care less about what the republican party is doing mm. have taken black voters for granted and have not met black voters where they are mm. and so you know as much as we talk about trump and russia you know when i'm in the barbershop 
you know, people do talk about, That's the best you know, talk. the strip. Oh, yeah. My yeah. barber is probably the most insightful brother you'll ever meet in your life. Mm. You know, he has a daughter. He has a new girlfriend. You know, he's trying to figure out these he's things. Doing, he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Okay, you know, cool. And, he, and he's working. He's working every day. He just got, you know, he just got ownership of a barbershop, trying to figure out new things. And, right. And, you know, living every day. And yeah. so we, they talk about, like, health care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not their little brother is now going to have to go to another Un, you know, unfounded war. I mean, they're right. talking about real issues, and mm-hmm. yeah. that's what we have to do. We have to meet people where they are, and not necessarily use words like loquacious or insane. You know what? No, that's fine. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> motherfucking whoa! Hold on Bacardi. one second here. Hold on one second here. Just so you guys know, when we're talking about the word capitulate, it basically means to surrender. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say... Go along to get along is surrendering. Thank you, because I wouldn't even have known how to simplify it. I was going to say kowtow, and people would be like, Melissa... Same thing. That's a great word. That's a great word. Exactly. But they would be like, Melissa... What so let fuck? me ask you a question. What? I need to since, start reading it this Since source. this is, what's the name? You do. You need, you need it this source. Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. Holly, Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. Since you guys are in, are we in Hollywood now? Yes, we are yes. in Hollywood. I want everybody, to, I'm, didn't Mark say, I'm going to look at the camera because Melissa always looks at the camera. <laughs> He's doing a commercial. Let's I, get out of his way. He's a I politician. Have, I have three stoplights and a blinking light where I'm from. And so I want you to know this is, this is huge. Mm. So, but we're, so I think that what you see when you say black men capitulate is like a very, very Hollywood LA thing. So my question to you all is like, what happened to what happened to somebody like Kanye West? His um, mom passed yeah, and he wow. lost his mind. Here we go. I think it, yeah. It's is a, it that easy though? No, I think yeah. no, no. I think no, it's no. over the. It's a grad. It was a gradual process. I think that his mother passed away. I don't think that he dealt with it. Um, from you know, in terms of you know, accepted seeking, it. it. Not even accepted it, mm. but reached out to a mental health professional to assist him with what he was going through. I mean, like we all need therapy. But how do you go from college dropout? To anti-intellectualism in a span of a decade. Fame. Well, that's what I just said. I, that's yeah. what I literally just. I, agree. I literally but I, just said that. It's, a, it's, it's true. That's wrong. It's true. You did him like that. I agree true. with that. It's true. <laughs> Why can't he just this be is a little bit dealing true. with a lot? Why can't he just be stressed? I mean, we don't. I think I mean, it's all of the above. And then you know the spotlight that, is on him. All of this. He's under a microscope. Yeah, it's all of the above. I, I believe. Are you that. under you under a microscope well, too? Though I mean, eh, I, I, not so here's much. the thing: when my mother, when my mother, <laughs> why did she just when my mother he passed away? When I when my mother passed away, um, the last thing I had said and I was said to my mother was "fuck you," mm. because okay. my mother wasn't in my life at all. Mm-hmm. My grandmother raised me. My mother was in and out of my life. She fell between the cracks of society from, of society from Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Are you from and Gary? I'm from Gary, Indiana. Yeah. So my mother passed away. <laughs> Michael Jackson is from Gary. Don't yes. move too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, my, my mother, my, I talked. To, I told my mother that last thing. I said, "Fuck you." Mm-hmm. I called home. My mother picked up. I said, "Yo, just let me talk to my grandma." Days and days and days and days and days and days went by. My, nobody was picking up the phone. My grandmother picked up. I'm thinking something happened to my grandmother because she lives alone. Thank God she's still with me today. She told me. I said, "Grandma, why the hell you ain't been picking up the phone?" She said, "Your mother passed away." Mm. And this was three days after my mother was in the ground. So immediately I booked the plane. I was, and I was on tour with Amarion at the time, dancing. I remember um, the next day getting a ticket home, crying my heart and soul out on the plane because the last thing I told my mother was, fuck you. Right. So how do you deal with that pain now, So though? to get there to, to, to coincide with Kanye, I never accepted or I never um, forgave myself. 
I mean, you know what? Honestly, he might feel the exact same way that you do because his mother died on the operating table getting elective surgery. You know what I'm saying? So he might feel like there was some, like he had some kind of responsibility to her to tell her, no, ma, you don't need to do all that or whatever the case is. I, we don't know the circumstances, Mm -hmm. but that's. But I mean, it, like it highlights that. a larger problem because I mean, one of the things that black men don't do is talk about mental health because yeah. right, it's a that part. depression. My mother passed when I was 21. I'm 32 now. And you I got, still. Bakari, you thought he was 45, right? You I did. Still I still have you did. problems. I mean, with, with friends like this, who needs Republicans? <laughs> I, mean, I still have problems right. accepting I'm in I Jason's about it chair. So or it's or mental, Democrats. It's really. We're having our own thing. conversation over here. It's a mental thing today that I still deal with. I was on The Breakfast Club a couple weeks ago and I talked about the fact that my. You know, I deal with anxiety on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Me that too. was that was my, I, I forgot the camera. I forget, you know, because I was talking to one of my good friends, Charlemagne. And, yeah. you know, he has a book coming out. And I was like, you know, that's what I deal with. And we just don't talk about these issues. However, to, to kind of pivot back, there's certain times, like, you have an amazing platform here. You, and you utilized your platform last night. And so there's a certain level of responsibility that comes with the platform. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my question, my question regarding Kanye is a larger issue because I think that, we have far too many African-Americans, especially African-American men, who pervert their platform. But you know mm-hmm. what? I think before you can get them to respect the platform, acknowledge the platform's power, you first have to deal with the their cynicism around medi- uh, uh, mental, mental illness oh, yeah, yeah. or mental health. The cynicism around the political process. So, you know, there's when you look at the, the average black man, there's cynicism around going to the doctor. Yeah. Period. They, we yeah. hate going to the doctor. Let me there's, let me let you me see what I mean. So, so you let, have to deal with that part first. You yeah. know, I hear this. All, so I, I do sometimes, I'm, you know, I'm starting a foundation now and we're doing these things. And, you know, sometimes you hear it, it blends into these other issues that we have. It does. So, like, this is what I wanted to say. Like, what? Let me put something like, let me make something straight. I love black you men. You see how she just looked at the camera? I saw because that. I, that's this is how I run the motherfucking show. She's okay? looking for confirmation. Just look at us. Wait a minute. You just said you loved us. What's going on? <laughs> no, I, I love you. Fuck you. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> no, but let me say this. I love black men. I love everything about black men. I was raised by... Uh, I was raised by a black man, an alpha male. God, he was he was my bestie, you know, but I had a healthy dose of fear for the man because that bestie shit went out the window when I acted I acted up. And what I think happens to you guys is so sad that you are never really allowed to be children when you are children. You are forced to man up so early and our current reality is showing us this where, you know, where young kids are going out and they're just getting gunned down in the streets or whatever you have. Because to- police see adults. They don't see children. That's exactly. Deep. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Tamir Rice. What did they say on a 911 tape? I mean, we got a grown man. Exactly. And he had a, a toy gun. He was yeah. 12 years old. On yeah. a playground. They, they saw an adult. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's our reality. So, the, so, right. that, so to go into mental health, it's almost like you're not allowed to display any form of vulnerability because it's processed as weakness. I mean, even amongst ourselves, though. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys do yourselves a disservice by the rhetoric, the barbershop rhetoric that you guys well, have constantly. You don't say, but you also had a, but nigga, you, cry if you need to. But, you, but also had an entire, you also had an entire generation of black men that were taken away mm-hmm. from right. society. Well, it goes back to your point initially. Vietnam when, War type? When, that's what you mean? No, no, no. no, I mean, no. I know, Even I mean, slavery. Dude, yeah. Oh, no. slavery. Okay, well, I so even, I didn't know how I was far actually, we were going back. I was actually going to 1994 with the 94 crime bill. That I mean, part? Oh, that part. Your Clinton, I mean, The Clinton homies. 
Well, not only the Clintons. Yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> the I mean, them. But not only the Clintons. <laughs> so let's get so back let's, to let's, that. Let me, let's, let, me, let me just remind people, though, that <laughs> not only was it the Clintons, but it was Joe Biden who wrote the bill. Sure. It was black preachers in the Congressional Black Caucus who were supporting sure. the bill because they yeah. felt as if crack was an epidemic that we needed to put people in jail for. Yeah, the, but the, you compare yeah. it. What's the versus the opioid epidemic when we treat it as a public health crisis? Exactly. And so white kids need to be treated and black kids need to go to jail. Incarcerated. And yeah. we took an entire generation. We took an entire generation of black males out of society mm-hmm. and didn't give them any tools to reintegrate. 100% agree. But That's this takes true. me back to the Greek meaning of the word politics, mm. theater. Mm. I, I see it as all a play. Oh, it is. I you mean, know, and we've oh, got you're a reality. cynical as hell. You know, sh- I, I, I am. I mean, that's why I was. Oh, you were talking about yourself. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I, I represent a demographic of black men. That's, that's a very true demographic. And, and, and I think in order for you to believe in the process, you're going to have to deal with what makes black men cynical. Because mm. there are a lot of people that refuse to capitulate. Right. Surrender people. Surrender. To surrender yes. to a system that they feel is targeting them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't have a public enemy. Unless there are some real systemic problems on both sides, Republican and Democrat. Or no flavor flav. What? Y'all didn't get that. Okay, just there's a couch outside. <laughs> Public okay. enemy or flavor flav. Now I'm starting to treat her <laughs> treat her like like Melissa. There's there's a couch outside. Go lay down. Public enemy. <laughs> Continue. Continue. I mean, I, I agree with that. My only response is that. If you're not involved or engaged, then the world will pass you by. Yeah, and so there, there are decisions that are made every day that affect our lives. Many times they're many times they're made on your your hyper local level, but there are mm-hmm. decisions that are made. I mean, the the way now that the federal government is treating drug crimes in mm-hmm. the federal government. Now, mind you, we only have two only we only have two point two million people incarcerated. Only two hundred thousand of them are incarcerated in the federal system. Mm-hmm. Right. Two million of them are incarcerated in your state system. But of those two hundred thousand. That's going to double. Right. Right. And so one of the things this Trump administration is afraid of is the year 2043. And why is 2043 important? I mean, it's, it's an amazing number because that is the year that the census and your scholars tell you that for the first time in the history of this country, um, white Americans will, will be, be a the minority. minority. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get as many of these niggers in the cage as we can. Let's Shout get them in the only, box. But it ain't, a, and they, they, they really, they're really not even worried about black folk anymore because we have a criminal justice system, which kind of takes care of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now they focus them, the attention on our immigrant brothers and sisters who it's are coming. Yeah. And so literally we have, we're, we're going to put more people in a military base I'm st- see, I'm still 33. My voice is cracked. No, I got we you. still have military, military base confinement than Japanese internment camps. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so when you start to look at what's what's going on around us, that's why you can't. You, I understand the cynicism. So my my only thing is the, the quote Ronald Reagan. I mean, the, Ronald, Reagan. Ronald Reagan. I think it was Ronald. Well, yeah. <laughs> to quote Ronald Reagan, trust but verify. Mm-hmm. So my question, my, my, my statement to you is that with your cynicism, ask more questions. That might have been Richard Nixon, but I think it was Ronald Reagan. And I think you're right about the, the, the question asking, mm-hmm. but there has to be some answering. And, no, no, no. And, you answer yourself, though. No, I no, feel no. like everybody feels no, like they've got the answer. No, I agree with you. You go, out, you, you go do the research, but I think the <laughs> outreach like has to, to be different. Right. It, the oh, outreach has that. to be we, different. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Okay, you know. well, let's talk about the immigration situation that's happening at the borders currently right now. Because when you get online and you see all of the images, you know, Time Magazine had a really prolific image on their on their cover recently with that with that little girl um, whose mother had gotten detained. She was two years old, and she's just she's standing there and she's wailing, and she is just the de- complete and total depiction of just despair. 
um, and her mom's being arrested. And then you've got this picture of Donald Trump, you know, off marginal, mm. off to the right margin of the of the photo, just looking down at her like, and you just wonder what what he's thinking. And he's probably thinking, should I kick it? You know what I'm saying? Like wow. seriously? No, but I know that's. Yes, we can't. No. You see what I did there? I see what you did. Yeah, I'm following Speaking your lead. Wow. Magazine, he was in Time Magazine 2010. Was, 40 under 40. I was 40 under 40. And, wow. And that's a huge accolade. It's I'm huge. Yeah, I love Time Magazine. I'm a yeah. I've I don't mean but it's years. huge until you get 33. You're like, what am I going to do now? I mean, that was like that was like still two years 40, ago. But you still under 40. <laughs> okay, so Bakari, but can I can I yes. can I just throw this out yes, there? Yes, please. So that image was used inappropriately. Okay, it, so, educate us. Yeah, that, that image wasn't actually... Time Magazine cre- made a huge... Oh, no, 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 they made the image. It wasn't... No, 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 no. Yeah. What I'm saying is that that, that that girl was not actually separated from her father. Ooh. She was she was one of... Her father was Honduran, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, and she actually was not uh, separated. So you have a lot of my friends on the right who are yelling fake news, blah, 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 fake, blah. I was going to say fake okay, news. Okay, so wait, uh, what's the... the What's the circumstances between behind that photo? Because that's what it looked like. It looked like yet uh, another was, child who'd been was, rich, ripped from her mother's no, breast. No, she was. The, the family was detained, but there was no separation. And so, my my only point in telling you that is that people will move the ball on you. So now there's this huge controversy around the fact that the image wasn't what was portrayed. But that doesn't take away from the fact exactly. that there is that, that there is thousands of children so that image- have been taken away from their families. And you know what's scary is the fact that even though he's written that executive order that kind of backtracks on the right. policy and whatnot, that there's still these children that have been displaced and can't can't locate their families. No, they, give them, they put them on a plane um, and they send them to you know, many of the kids go to Florida mm-hmm. and your your mom or dad is in Phoenix, Arizona. Right. And then they give you a what's called a tear sheet mm-hmm. with a number on it. And you press one for English and two for Spanish. Mm-hmm. And you hope to relocate. How do they wow. find their child or their They don't. A lot of them they, are not finding their children. Don't. So what happens is you have an executive order in place which kind of helps uh and they say they re, they say they've unified reunified 500 and some odd families. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but there was thousands that, but. of kids that were de- separated yeah. from their families. So but you I cannot imagine. But I think you also. So now, now what, the, now what they're going to do with the executive order is. Mm. So you're, you're like, okay, they have an executive order, so we'll keep families together. So what happens then? Oh, you just put the whole family. Into the in, into internment the camp. camp. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what do you. Okay, use? we'll just sort this out later. So what do you. Everybody use? go into the camp. And, and so, and, and, and ask uh, you, so, so the next question you ask is what crime are they committing? I was about to say, so what do you say to the people who get online and they're just like mega. Well, she's and they, Canadian. She said online. She did say that. <laughs> that's a foreign. That's We need yes. to check your papers. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even American. I don't even know she's what we're talking about. I don't even know what she's talking about. She's from Crenshaw. Fucking. All the time you found out Melissa Ford was from Crenshaw. You fucking suicide bombers. You're blowing. Up my spot. She doesn't even. She doesn't even know that. She doesn't know the words to the national anthem. Listen, she, I call, she probably kneels. She and kneels. Visa's about to expire. I <laughs> do. She know that. She know that Charlie can be no stay Listen, motherfuckers, <laughs> stop talking. My shit is about to expire. Okay, I'm calling my immigration lawyer when I get out of here. Jeez. Anyway, so what do you say to the guys who, to the people who are online talking about? Well, if these people wouldn't come across the borders committing a crime, then they wouldn't be separated from their families. Like, what do you say to people who have that kind of mentality? Not not even trying to process the fact that they're running from, they're running for their lives in their respective countries. You know, like what? So you the say cynical that? answer is that you know, and the, what crime, is the, the crime, crime they committed is a civil crime. At most, it's a misdemeanor. I was about to say it's a misdemeanor. It's a status. It's a really a status offense, right? Which is civil, right? They they're prosecuting it as a misdemeanor, which is fine. And then I I would retort that you know, 
um, somebody like Jared Kushner, for example, lying on his FS, FSF 86 form is actually a felony and he lied over. And there's no such thing as white criminality. It's fine. Yeah. That would be my cynical uh, response. <laughs> We're good. My, 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 um, you know, I would, I would then challenge them to read the words on the Statue of Liberty. Mm. And, you know, we are a country. I said this on CNN the other night. I was like, look, Jason Miller was on, um, who's the former communication director for Trump. And I said, look, he said, kept saying we're a country of laws. And I said, we are a country of laws. I agree. I mean, you can't have a country, can't have a union without laws. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're also a country of immigrants. Mm-hmm. But the irony is these That was profound. Are, Can you let that sit for a minute? Let, let that yeah. have a, we're a country of immigrants Shh, too. Let it, that let sit. It, let, right. it, let it simmer. Let's just let it simmer. Okay. Now, okay. Here's a sprinkle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the irony. Mm-hmm. We, we are a country of immer, uh, immigrants. Mm-hmm. And all these white folk that are here came in. They stole the land. And stole everything. Yeah. And now calls everyone else immigrants. Immigrants. Yeah. That's the irony of the whole thing. How many times have each of you been told go back to your country it's just like you stole us and now you're telling us to go f- go back what i get that all the time go back to africa monkey. i get that all the time that's yeah. crazy y'all should read my feed i should read your feed my feed, feed. Oh. His twitter feed jeez louise oh. Keep. i don't know where you from even here slow i heard <laughs> my, the viewers are gonna let you have it <laughs> They hate, when Gio, they, they hate when y'all attack me. They Gio, hate let me that t- shit. Let me tell you I'm something. You want, you want, I heard feet. You want to know what you sound like I right now? I heard feet. You sound, you sound like Permit Patty right now with your white entitlement. That's what you fucking sound I'm like when you talk about white. the Geo army. I heard about you have Geo, Geo army. You have a Geo yeah. army? Yes. Man. Hey, man, Geo we respect army. the Geo army. Yeah, we do. Listen, I graduated top 10 from my high school. I might not know all these big words and all that shit. Okay, just pick up a thesaurus or a dictionary. I'm very educated when it comes to these streets. Mm. Okay, Mm. cool. Well, all right. All right. So you can go to your street. You know what, Zoe? fucks with you, though. Let me tell you one goddamn thing, (laughs) Zoe. Fucks with you. You gonna come over with this goddamn salt and pepper beard? Okay. Uh, Hey, man, you know. Okay, so let's bring bring it back to Bakari. Okay, so Bakari, would you say that you are friends with Hillary Clinton? In his mind. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That's your your homegirl. I was never in, she's, I was, when I started, I was one of the first people, one of the first black people to actually believe in Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Because South Carolina is the first primary in the South. Mm-hmm. I actually was the co-chair of Barack Obama's campaign mm-hmm. um, back in 2007. So we were on the train when there was nobody else there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was wow. just, and so it, w- it took me a very long time to get into Clinton world. Right. And so um, 2015, 16, um, I was a very big supporter because I knew what the alternative was. Yeah. And so for um, a lot of my cynical friends and a lot of my, my friends who are further to the left of me, um, <laughs> I think we now see the fallacies in the lesser of two evil argument. Oh, uh, absolutely. Because now you have evil and you could have had Hillary Clinton <laughs> mm-hmm. and you have things that you. But is I'm confused. Is evil Hillary not evil? So no, so no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. So a lot of of the caricatures of Hillary Clinton were, are are still caricatures. I know what that is. Okay. So a lot of the caricatures of Hillary Clinton (laughs) just emerged from, uh, you know, a lot of talking points that came from the early 90s, mid 90s. Mm -hmm. um, Super Predator. Super Predator. Margaret Sanger. All the videos we hear acknowledging Mm -hmm. Margaret. Margaret. Okay. I'm just saying, I but mean, I mean, you these can't, are but things you, that are but out you there. Can't, okay. You can't, you can't talk. So let's talk about Super Predator. Yes. Yes. Super Predator is just completely effed up. She apologized for it. We need to, we need to have a conversation. You got it. 
You have to evolve. Go. You got to, you got to, we got to dig through that and understand what it is. Super mm-hmm. predator was actually a term used. And when you listen to the context of it, there's no excuse for it. Mm-hmm. It was a term that was used often during that time. It was research about Mexican and Hispanic gangs. Mm-hmm. Right. She attributed to black people. And I'm like, whoa, chill. You can't do that. And so, thank you so much. And so, yeah, you got to hold people accountable for that. But when mm-hmm. Margaret Sanger, I mean, if we're talking about Planned Parenthood. You can't discount the work. Okay, so the wait, for, for our Planned audience, let's, let's, for an, our, our audience, can we put into context who Margaret Sanger is? Sure. I don't know. No, 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 go ahead. Bro. No, you brought her up. Go ahead. Because I want to talk about the role. No, I want to talk about the good, my, the good work that Planned Parenthood does. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to step back from because of Margaret Sanger. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 3% of the work that Planned Parenthood does are abortions. Mm-hmm. Right. 3%. But there are many people, especially black women, who wouldn't get mammograms, mm-hmm. who wouldn't get pap smears, right. who wouldn't get their, I mean, a, a long list of services mm-hmm. without, uh, without Planned Parenthood. So, yeah, I understand your, your, your historical right. criticism of Margaret Sanger is very valid. Right. However, to, to juxtapose that against the reality we live in today see, is where the, that loses. But see, this is, this is what real conversation is about, especially when it comes to politics and African-Americans getting involved. Did you put anything in there or did you just put? (laughs) (laughs) If Jason was here right now. But especially if we want African-Americans involved, we got to give context. No, I hear that. But we got, I'm saying the the party has to educate the constituents. And my my fault was Mm -hmm. that I did a disservice to Hillary Clinton and I did a disservice to our people. How? Because I went out and told people who Donald Trump was. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Didn't lie to you. It's Mm -hmm. the same person who was sued for uh, racial discrimination. He when he had when he had housing apartments in New York, he would mark C on the application for color. He was sued by black dealers in Atlantic City. Wow. The Central Park Five. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. And so my assumption was that there would be a larger group of people Mm -hmm. who were able to rebuke that. Mm-hmm. And still come out and get energized and bring their friends, understanding right. what the alternative was. Mm-hmm. But and you, that wasn't the case because, right. you know, thirteen percent of black men voted for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Right. I understand some of those. Right. Some of those still go back to the ninety-four crime bill. So wait, hold on a second. Is, they that that's the only reason why they that they voted for Donald Trump was because of their distaste for Hillary Clinton. No, no the ninety-four race. crime bill. No, 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 I know. So, the, them voting for Donald Trump, so, it goes back to their distaste for her because of the 94 so crime bill and does. the super predator some comments. Of, some of that does. Okay. Some Piece of it's of also it. some of it's also misogyny. Misogyny, where they just earlier. could not have because a woman. You'll be surprised when I'm yeah, when I'm in the barbershop, mm-hmm. how many people say, Man, I can't handle a woman mm. running the country. Why? Because a if lot. she comes on her period, then there's then one week at the oh, month. Oh yeah, she's gonna blow some shit. How about this? <laughs> like she's gone through men of fucking She ain't getting no goddamn period. <laughs> Uh, but I, I would say any, any the concept of check. I would say any concept that, of, of misogyny that ad lib was that was hard. Yeah, I, I would say any concept of misogyny that black men have, I think is learned just like in a household. You model you you model your parents, but we also model our country. We model our communities, mm-hmm. and black men have always been marginalized by this community. And what is the paragon what of community power? Are we talking about? I'm talking about the African American community mm-hmm. at at large. But that's not true because black women take care of us more than anybody else. Thank absolutely, you. Say absolutely. It again. But we model ourselves after this community. And I'm talking about when we talk about wealth. We don't have who, wealth. I know that. So who is the paragon of wealth in America? 
It's the white Jay-Z man. Jay-Z and Beyonce? Okay, sorry. They're it's not the, wealthy it's, either. But right. it's the white man. <laughs> in comparison to black men, it's the white man. Mm-hmm. And nobody that. is as misogynist as the white man, as evidenced by Donald Trump himself. So we're modeling, and I'm saying black men are not only modeling what, I'm not saying it's an excuse, I'm saying this is the nature of, this is who we are. We've we've modeled white wealth, or we've tried to mimic it. We don't have it. White people have 90% of the wealth. Black Mm. people have 2.6% of the nation's wealth. So we adopt the mannerism. But we also mimic the white man's freedom to just dominate and disrespect everything. That's a symbol of power. Can in talk, America. Can we talk about I'm wealth? Can we talk about wealth real quick? Please do, understand. yes. Because y'all I live in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know anybody. Y'all don't y'all don't know a singular wealthy black person. Shit. I do. I do. I don't know. No, you know rich black people. No, I know, no, wealthy. I know wealthy black nah. people. Does Will Smith it's a count? Difference. Nah. Does Quincy Jones count? No. Does Floyd Mayweather count? No, definitely not. Shit. Does you know so, rich black people. Okay, so you're talking about like, you know, having like $10 billion. So this is, this is what I'm that's, talking about. Well, oh, you're, 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 let me give you an example. Well, in that case. Let me give, let me give you an example. <laughs> so, so during the process of the Carolina Panthers, the sale price, mm-hmm. $2.2 billion. Right. right. So of all those people you named, in order to purchase the Carolina Panthers, you oh. would have to put in $700 million in cash. Off tops. Okay. Cash. Okay. That that's the that is the majority of cash. Right. Mm-hmm. So Quincy Jones, could he put in seven hundred million dollars and live tomorrow? No. Oprah Winfrey is probably the only person you know, yeah. and that's probably all of her well, cash. We don't know her. Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. No. Yeah. So then my point her. to you is that we we know people who are rich. Mm-hmm. Right. Really, 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 really rich. That's fine, but we don't yeah. know people who are wealthy. wealthy. Or and generationally we actually don't wealthy. So we, we know they ain't generationally. So is this your, We're still agreed. making our money. So is, yeah, that's, is this your valid that's example, agreed. Is this your valid example of saying that wealthy, the white, 96% of the wealth comes from white white people? A white man? They, they control it? Yeah. They control 90% right. of so, the wealth. So when you say that, we're talking about like the Bill Gates, the Warren Buffetts. They give a lot. Those two they, that you name. But they're wealthy, right? Oh, no question. So I'm trying to see. There's no wealthy black person besides the. I mean, I, I think Oprah is Oprah. Oprah, Oprah is the there. Queen. Oprah's Oprah, there, but I mean, you, she's if, there. If you, yeah, I mean, name two. He can't. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you can you? Can you? She can't either. No, but, you're right. I mean, I'm not you might be able. To, let me just. Let me He's clarify. You may, point, be able yeah. to go, you may be able to go to the continent of Africa. Yeah. And, it, and there's and a couple of billionaires there. Three or four yeah. billionaires are billionaires who can do this. But I'm I'm saying, and I think Deshaun, I think Deshaun would agree with me mm-hmm. in this. Because when you I, was deep. I, I think that we misunderstand what being rich and being wealthy is. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And we I definitely mean, don't there, have generational wealth. But sure, there's a gigantic an enormous chasm of inequality when it comes to wealth in America. No like question. I said before, ninety percent of the nation's wealth is in the hands of white people, only 2.6% is in the hands of black people. 2% of that is in the hands of baby boomers. Mm-hmm. The other 0.6% is in the hands of everyone else, mm-hmm. Oprah included. Right. So when we talk wealth, I mean, that's something so that's, that's, that's for me, we for just me, don't have. For me, that's a, that's a teaching moment. That's mm-hmm. what we build on. That's what you educate young people. Right. That's how you talk to them about investing and 401ks and those type things because – that's important to build generational wealth because wow. when you have this conversation, they'd be like, "Man, Jamie Foxx wealthy?" Um, no, no. Okay. okay, so hold on. So one one other thing because I know that we got to wrap up because you have to go. You have this some, is good. He, I know it is. I know. <laughs> I only got him for a fucking hour. 
what I'm saying? You're very what, disrespectful. And, Next time. I love you. <laughs> no, I, so I told you. I told you how important it was going to be for you to be on today's show because you know what I'm saying. Well, he's a smart guy. I, I like know it. that. This is, and that's why he's my friend. Okay. Anyways, okay, I digress. Him. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we're educating our audience today, and you are on the board of directors of Let America Let America Vote. Correct. Okay, so let's talk about voter suppression because and and the midterm elections that are coming up. Correct. A lot of people feel that they don't that their vote doesn't count. What's the point or whatever the case is? Like, give us a little bit of a of a of a you know just a, a tiny little a, a broader a, spectrum. Of no, a, a brochure you know kind so, of education. Donald Trump is president of the United States because of ninety thousand votes. Yeah. Um, you know, a few thousand in. Um, Wisconsin, a few thousand in Michigan, and a few thousand in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I know I was a Don. I'm from Indiana. They voted for him too. Yeah, I but guess. I mean, we we could have won, <clears throat> but for a couple thousand, ten, ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand votes. The in votes Pennsylvania. were dispersed in those three states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Hillary Clinton wins those three states, mm-hmm. Donald Trump is not president of the United States. Right. And in those three states, she lost by a combined vote total. Of less than a hundred thousand votes. Wow. That's really so. For everybody who says their vote doesn't matter, their vote definitely matters. Okay, and so we have young and we have young people of color, mm-hmm. right? So let me take time to mention somebody like Andrew Gillum, okay. who is leading the polls mm-hmm. in Florida right now, mm-hmm. running for governor mm-hmm. in the Democratic primary. Great guy, Mayor Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams could be the. She just won the primary in Georgia. She could be the first black female governor mm-hmm. in the history of the United States. Mm-hmm. Mandela Barnes. I mean, we have people throughout the entire country who are running, and we just need to support them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's possible you're gonna have a you're gonna have at least you got two, possibly three African Americans running for uh, president of the United States. But I don't think people are really people understand elections as it relates to Democrats, Republicans, and the presidential election. They don't really understand midterm elections. They don't understand electing senators and electing congressmen or congresswomen. They don't. They don't kind of understand the mid-level politics and politicians that would, you know, possibly stand for what you know they what it is that they want to see. You know, the change that they want to see. So, like, what's your advice to people who want to get involved in voting in the midterm elections? What kind of homework do well, they need to do in terms of? you know, making sure that they will be able to legally vote. Well, first of all, black people have a propensity to vote every four years and we kind of skip the middle. Yeah. Right. You're like, we gave Barack Obama two really, really horrible Congresses to work mm-hmm. with in yeah. the, middle, in the yeah. middle there. And so I oftentimes tell people that Eric Garcetti in LA has mm-hmm. more impact on your life than Donald Trump does. Right. Uh, I agree with that. You know, your, your local officials, local voting, That's, your school, your school boards, your water commissioners, you know, all of those things. I mean, I, there are some elections, especially in, here in California. Um, this is where the epicenter of the house changing. If the mm-hmm. house changes, then you can stifle Donald Trump's agenda. Mm-hmm. Nice. The, you know, there are about eight seats here mm-hmm. that Democrats need to win. And so, you know, I've I've tried the argument that people died. You know, my father was shot and people literally died so that you would have the right to vote. Mm-hmm. And there's really a disconnect. And mm-hmm. people don't really care about that message anymore. They're like, okay, I know, the, I know the history. Mm-hmm. Right? They maybe they maybe they don't appreciate it as much as I do, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're talking about a woman's right to choose. You're talking about student loan debt. You're talking about home affordability. Mm-hmm. You're talking about small business loans. I my, I was in the barber shop chair the other day, and my the barber who was cutting my hair was talking about building a new shop. You know, where do I get access to 
to these resources. And so those are all things that are controlled by the vote. And we need to participate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if you vote Democrat or Republican at the very basic level. I think that if you if you are paying attention, you would know who to vote for. Mm-hmm. But I really just need us to show up. And yeah. what did you what do you say about people like me? Unfortunately, I can't vote. I'm, He's a felon. I'm a felon. Even those votes still matter. So what you need to do, what you need to do is you should take it upon yourself to figure out who your member is in the South Carolina General Assembly. Right. And you need to make sure that felons, as long as you're off your papers, can vote. So Mm -hmm. in South Carolina, we have some of the best reentry laws. It's one of the rare things that we're leading the country in, because if you're off your papers, you can vote. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're not on probation, parole, you can vote. Oh, good. So, so next year, I should be able you know, to... That's South Carolina. Are you going to move? And so oh, what I'm saying shit. is that you need to you need to identify your local elected officials and build that relationship. Mm-hmm. Duly noted. Okay. Well, there you go, Gio. Duly noted. Yeah, awesome. All right, so we got to wrap things up because I know that you have to go do Aisha Tyler's show I'm today. doing Aisha Tyler's new show tonight. I, AMC. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's amazing. I just... I'm, I'm such a fan. Like, so I y'all, every... Yeah, I mean, I, it's, a, it's a great show. So Netflix... I mean, not Netflix. DVR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Netflix. perfect. DVR. So tell everybody where they can find you. You do Thank not you. have an Instagram I do page. have an Instagram, but oh I'm, not as, I'm not nearly as... Uh, yeah, as... Have you liked any of my pictures? Rec- definitely, oh. definitely not. And then that part. She's trying to get you. She's trying to get you in a trick bag. Do you have a website? And thing, I don't email. have a website. But, but like Twitter is Bakari in- underscore sellers. And then Instagram is Bakari, uh, Bakari sellers. But where can people, if they want to do some, uh, you know, reading and research, let America vote. What's the way? Do they have a website? Oh, so letamericavote.org okay. is, is amazing. Just so you can figure out what your voting laws are in your particular state. Right. When okay. to vote. Those type things. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much for no, coming thank you. by. Keep I'm, educating the people. Yes, we're, sir. We're gonna try. I promise you. Thank you for coming by, Bacardi. Yes, thank and you. thank you, Zoe, for Bacardi. filling in. This was great. Yeah, I, I love the back so and forth you, banter, man. man. Yeah, man, great, man. It's good stuff. You know, I love when you come up here because <laughs> you know. we get to gang up. <laughs> Sorry, I have no. You, I don't gang up on him. You, oh, no, nobody <laughs> gang up on me. This is my guy right here. Gio, I love you. No, she doesn't. She does not. I'm so glad I was able to, you know, school y'all on some deep shit that's going on in the world today. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. For your guidance. Thank you all for tuning in. (laughs) Bye, everybody.